Today is February 13th. Welcome to Storytime Revolution. Today I'm going to be doing morning affirmations via face-to-face -face volume one, praying the scriptures. I did this for a year straight, nearly every day, out loud. It made a huge difference in my life because the word renews. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we, as, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Adoration, confession, renewal, petition, intercession, affirmation, thanksgiving, and a closing prayer. Submission to God. I submit my life and myself to you, O oh God. I don't know about you, but daily it is a struggle to follow and submit and to do what he tells me to do. I fail often. I do what I want instead of what he wants way so much more than I would prefer and I ask for help and I want his help and I need his help and he is all and he is the only thing worth living for and yet I still want to do what I want is it because I'm afraid of the path that he has me going down is it spiritual warfare is it my self-will not fully submitted to his? Is it lack of freedom from sin? Is it my lack of resistance of sin? I don't, I don't really know. But I know, I know that I can't do anything without him. And that whenever I do what I want to do, it never turns out well. There is always some consequence that is not worth it. And yet, even so... I still choose my own path. Foolishness. Foolishness. Submission to God. We submit ourselves and our life to you, O God. In view of your mercy, O God, may we present our body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you, which is our reasonable service. May we not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we may prove that your will is good and acceptable and perfect. I'm getting better at praying more consistently. But I have lost my way in reading the word daily. And that is problematic because the word renews the mind. The word being Christ Jesus and he is patterned throughout the entire scriptures. And so when you read the scriptures, they renew your mind and they make you something better than what you were. I find it most effective when it's read out loud, but even if I hear someone else reading it, it is still powerful. Adoration and thanksgiving for who you are and what you have done. Accept our praise, O Lord. We will exalt you, our God and King, and we will bless your name forever and ever. Every day we will bless you. And we will praise your name forever and ever. Great are you, Lord, and most worthy of praise. Your greatness is unsearchable.
One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And we will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wonderful works. Many shall speak of the might of your awesome works, and we will proclaim your great deeds. We will express the memory of your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. You, O Lord, are gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. You are good to all, and your tender mercies are over all your works. For who you are and what you've done, accept our thanks, O Lord. Blessed are you, O Lord, for you have heard the voice of our prayers. You are our strength and our shield. Our hearts trust in you and we are helped. Our hearts greatly rejoice and we will give thanks to you in song. Examination. Holy Spirit, search our heart and reveal to us any unconfessed sin you find in us. Search us, O God, and know our heart. Test us and know our anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in us and lead us in the way everlasting. And Lord, we thank you for the forgiveness you promised when you said, Come now, let us reason together. Though our sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. As far as my understanding, our righteousness is in Christ and only in him. But if you sin and repent not, then you have no righteousness. For you are living in sin and you are apart from him. Repent. Repent of your sin so you can be cleansed white as snow. If you're living in the sin, then you can't be white as snow. You'll be red as crimson, but you're meant to be like wool, a perfect bride. How are you perfect? By repentance, because Christ makes you perfect. You confess your sins, and you admit the wrong you have done. And you do it no more to the best of your ability. And you rely on Christ for the rest. Resist temptation. Our identity in Christ. We rejoice, Lord Jesus, in the identity we have in you. We have been crucified with you. And it is no longer we who live, but you who live in us. In the life which we now live in the flesh, we live by faith in you, the Son of God, who loved us and delivered yourself up for us. Now we can't live that life unless we submit ourselves wholly and fully to him. How can he live in us if we have not let him live in us and have his way in us? But we have forgiveness from the penalty of sin because you died for us. But you, O oh God, demonstrating your own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we have freedom from the power of sin because we died with you. That's our death to self. What we want dies for what he wants in us. His will be done. In you, O Christ, we were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of the flesh by your circumcision, having been buried with you in baptism and raised with you through faith in the working of God who raised you from the dead. And we have fulfillment for this day because you live in us. We eagerly expect and hope that we will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, you, Jesus Christ, will be exalted in our body, whether by life or by death. For to us, to live in you, Jesus Christ, means everything, and to die is gain. So by faith we will allow you, O Christ, to manifest your life through us. 
And thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph and you and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of you. That's what we're meant for. Oh, good Lord, that's what we're meant for. To follow him, doing everything he says in perfect submission to his will, his will being our will being turned over to his will. And in that, he pours out his love into us, and through us, it goes unto the world, and we become a beautiful fragrance. And anyone who smells it, so to speak, smells him, sees him. It's not us, it's him. It's always him. The filling of the Spirit, Holy Spirit, control us and fill us today, and we can't do it without the Spirit. We can try and try and try, but if you're not filled with the Spirit, then ask to be filled with the Spirit. We were once darkness, but now we are light in you, O Lord. So may we walk as a child of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, learning what is pleasing to you. We have to learn. And as we walk in you, O Spirit, we will not fulfill the desires of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to you, and you, Holy Spirit, desire what is contrary to the flesh, for you oppose each other, so that we may not do the things that we wish. But if we are led by you, we are not under the law. Now, many Christians might disagree with that, but it is true, and since we live in you, Spirit, may we also walk in you. Holy Spirit, may your fruit grow in us. How can you know if you are growing in the Spirit? Well, by your fruit. O oh, Holy Spirit, it's love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You walking in those, then you're walking in the Spirit. And the more you walk in the Spirit, the more those grow in you. They're uh, proof. And if you're walking in those, there's no law. If that's your life, you're not under the law because you're doing what he expects you to do. We want to glorify the Father by bearing much fruit and so prove to be Christ's disciple. A disciple of Christ does what Christ does, and Christ did what the Father did. Christ did what the Father does, and the Father tells us what to do. And if you're not doing what the Father tells you to do, can you really be Christ's disciple? What is the purpose of our life? Oh Lord, may your purpose be fulfilled in our life today to love you completely, to love ourselves correctly, and to love others compassionately. And how do you love yourself correctly? You're the temple. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We will seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. And we want to love you, O oh Lord, our God, with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our mind. We want to love our neighbor as ourself. Lord, the love we have from you is patient. It is kind. It does not envy. Love does not boast. It is not arrogant. And it does not behave rudely. does not seek its own. And it is not easily provoked. It keeps no record of wrongs. And it does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And so we will be a witness to those who do not know you, Jesus, and we will participate in your great commission. We have been called to follow you, Jesus Christ, and to be a fisher of people. And you have called us to go and make disciples of all nations, and you are with us always. And so we will be your witnesses to the ends of the earth. That is part of our job, to tell everyone about him. 
by our life and by our words, by our actions, by our deeds, by how we live the circumstances of this day, for it is a day-to-day -day walk. We commit our day to you, O Lord. O God, we know that all things work together for good to those who love you, to those who've been called according to your purpose, those you foreknew, you also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of your Son, that you might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And we will obey you today and trust you for all of our needs. We will trust in you, Lord, with all of our heart and not lean on our own understanding. In all of our ways, we will acknowledge you and you will make our path straight protection and spiritual warfare because it is a war and you are called to be a soldier in that war oh lord guard our heart against temptations of the world and renew our heart and spirit we christians are on the front lines of this war it is a very serious affair since we've been raised up with you O christ we will keep seeking the things above where you are at the right hand of God, we will set our mind on the things above and not on the things that are on earth. No easy task, that only done by him, through him, with him. We will be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, we will let our request be made known to you, O God, and your peace, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Do you have his peace? ask for it. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence in anything worthy of praise, we will let our mind dwell on these things. Again, that can be a hard road to follow, to begin with, but once you're on it, it's only great and good. O oh Lord, guard our heart against the weaknesses and temptations of the flesh that we may reckon ourselves dead to sin. We are meant to be freed from sin. Being dead to it, we have no association with it. Father, we know that our old self was crucified with Christ, so that we are no longer a slave to sin, for he who has died is freed from sin. We will reckon ourselves as dead to sin, but alive to you in Christ Jesus. And we will not present the parts of our body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but we will present ourselves to you, O God, as one alive from the dead, and the parts of our body as instruments of righteousness to you. I guarantee that there are things in your life that you are presenting as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. Now, he wants to free you from that but you must confess that you're doing this thing and repent. Repenting means to not do it anymore and walk away from it. Now, you can't fall back into it, but you must repent again and follow him again over and over and over, and he will free you from it in time, one sin at a time. As far as I can tell, he seems to go one at a time, freeing you layer by layer by layer as you go layer by layer closer to him. But you need the word, you need the scripture to renew your mind, and you need prayer. And it's ideal, it's best, if you take your authority, because you have authority in Christ. If you've forgiven anyone who has anything against you, and ask forgiveness of anyone that you have wronged, and then cast out to the abyss any spirits around you. It's not difficult really if there be if there is any spirits in the realm of my voice 
then I command you by the authority I have been given by the blood of Christ, by the name of Yeshua, who died to give us this authority on earth, that you be gone and cast into the abyss. In doing this, you will hear his voice more clearly because the other voices will be crowded out. Now, if there is unforgiveness in your life, if there is sin in your life that you have not repented of, then there are demonic spirits who will still have authority over you because you have given them that authority by submitting to them. So we must submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, and then he will flee from us. So we will be of sober spirit and on the alert for our, our adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So we must resist him and be firm in our faith. And we must take up your full armor, O God, that we may be able to resist and stand firm. We put on the belt of truth. Do not lie but speak only truth and the breastplate of righteousness, which is Christ. And we put on our feet the preparation of the gospel of peace, knowing the gospel who is Christ and walking in peace with it. And we take up the shield of faith, which we will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one with that faith. And that faith is just in him. And it's a growing faith as you work in him. He will grow your faith in him. So we take the helmet of salvation, which only comes through Christ, obviously, and the sword of your spirit which is our offensive weapon. If you don't have the spirit, then ask for the spirit in all its fullness. And which is your word? The spirit is your word, which is Christ. And we have Christ's spirit in us. And maybe it's not in its fullness. So ask for it in its fullness with all prayer and petition. And please pray and petition. And so we will pray at all times in your spirit and be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. And be careful who you pray for if you are submitted to demons because you can pray those demons on to others. And that is very controversial. But in my communication with other Christians, it seems to be true. Lord Jesus, we eagerly await the day when you will come again. Your kingdom come, your will be done. You have said, I'm coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. So we consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And I have issues with this because I suffer in pain. But it's nothing compared to the glory that is to be revealed. This pain, this earthly pain that we, that most of us, nearly all of us, seems like some pain, physical, emotional, spiritual, we all deal with it. But what saint hasn't? So we will not lose heart, which is our will. But though our outer self is decaying, yet our inner self is being renewed day by day. If, if you are in the scriptures, you are being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, not important. They're, they're, they're just temporary. We don't need to concern ourselves with them because God has those things under control. But the things which are not seen are eternal and those are to be highly considered. And our citizenship is in heaven from which also we eagerly wait for you, our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. So walk in him. Submit yourself to him. Confess your sins to him. Repent of them and walk away from them. Not in unforgiveness, but in forgiveness. And then when you've, when you've walked that path, immediately begin to pray, not just for yourself, but do, do pray for yourself and for your family 
and for the church, for the bride that may be pure and holy unto him. Father God, we thank you for this day. We ask that you guide us and lead us along the way. Help us to resist temptation so that we may follow you faithfully and stand firm on the truth that you have given us. We will obey you as you lead and guide us. Thank you for all that you've done. You are wonderful. You are amazing. You are a holy God, good in every way. Amen.